It's like Looney Tunes. If it sucked a big fat chili dog. That's Watchbots, folks. Nothing like waiting to the last minute. Hey, Clark. Hello, everybody. Welcome to WatchBots, the podcast where spring has truly sprung. This is Ben, and I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. Johnny on the spot. Heck yeah. And by Dave. Hey, great to be here. Spring certainly has sprung. There's just boinging everywhere. <laughs> Binging and blinging. Spring also means the start of baseball season, which is a tremendously exciting time for us all, I feel. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Base, baseball, a sport that can't get out of its own way. <laughs> can't get out of its own way. I get excited at the beginning of the year, watch uh, like seven games a day for a month, and then go, yeah, I've had my fill. Shailen, you big baseball person? I like baseball a lot, and I'm going to tell you why without you even asking. Okay. I like a game. Whoa. You volunteer information un- unhidden? That I can start to watch, take a little nap, open my eyes, know exactly where everything is, close my eyes again, and then wake up from a six hour nap to see the last bit of the game without really missing too much. It's ideal for me. It's a slow game. That's the joke. That's the beauty of it's. It's not a joke. That's the beauty of the sport. You can just kind of flit in and out. You don't have to watch it. I mm-hmm. I still have a a regular radio in my room for the sole purpose of listening to Red Sox games. One, because I don't want to pay for the MLB network, and two, <laughs> I, I want to listen to the sweet, dulcet, legendary tones of Joe Castiglione. Mm-hmm. I have a radio in my office at work for the exact same purpose. And it, it, I, I use the internet. <laughs> Not me. All right, Mr. Technology. Not me. I I need I need I need it to be like kind of staticky. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's a it's a whole aesthetic. Mm-hmm. There, when I was a kid, there were two things about baseball beside the game itself that I really loved, and one was baseball board games. So there are all these board games where they're very complicated, and they came with like a baseball board, but they came with cards and dice, so the cards would represent a real player and their stats. And then you would roll the dice and the probabilities would match what they would do. And then you could log all the stats in a notebook. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's that's the perfect board game. <laughs> <laughs> I've since discovered that in the uh, the 30-ish years since then, that's moved to the computer. So I found a baseball video game that does the same thing. So you can be the manager or the GM starting in the most current season. Or you can go back and redo previous seasons. So I can go back and be the GM of like the 1993 Boston Red Sox. And they'll have all like the crazy new stats in there. And I can do trades for prospects. And yeah, it's awesome. Oh, I love it. 
I love oh, it. God, it's what, so good. What's the other what's the other reason you love baseball so much? Well, I mean, of course, this is the reason why we we entered this conversation. Uh Kenner's starting lineup figures. <laughs> <laughs> Kenner, of course, <laughs> the company that really rose to fame with the Star Wars series and at some point in the late 80s decided, you know what we got to get into? Mainstream sports. And I had a ton of these as a kid. Did did you guys have any starting lineup figures? No, I thought they were stupid. <laughs> they are stupid. Um because <laughs> yes, if anything, like I could take a Star Wars toy mm-hmm. and not need it to move. I could just play with it. Mm-hmm. If I have an ex- if I have a baseball or a football star toy, it needs to move. Like that's the whole basis of their talent. It needs to move. These things are fucking stationary. They're little statues. They're little collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> I had romanticized them as looking pretty accurate because these came out starting like 1988. So no, they don't. You know, well, that's that's the thing is I was yeah. looking them up recently because you know you you get nostalgic sometimes. And I was looking up. Oh, I think I had like a Wade Boggs, and I looked up the Wade Boggs starting lineup, and I was like, oh, this looks like shit. <laughs> it looks like. They just said baseball player and then put it in the microwave for 15 seconds. And, <laughs> and then like, like the right team colors. But yeah. it, like, and like painted a little mustache wrong. on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think every kid our age at that time span had a Wade Boggs Kenner toy. Oh, of course you had to. You had yeah. to. But the thing now, and this is why <laughs> the internet's great. Starting lineup toys are still really cool. And you want to know why they're still really cool? Are they still making them? No, they're well. I'm sure some company somewhere is making much more realistic uh, looking guys, but you can get them for fucking dirt cheap. So I'm proud to say that over the weekend oh I God. bought a Scott Cooper 1995 <laughs> Boston Red Sox starting lineup figure off eBay with the winning bid of 99 cents. Well done. In the package, <laughs> I paid 6.50 for shipping, but for 7.50, I got a Scott Cooper. Utility infielder for the, the mid nineties Red Sox. <laughs> and who knows where we're gonna go from here? You Mint guys. condition, still in the box. So the cardboard is a little bendy. Oh, that's you know it's, it's curling up. But you you'll see that with with most lines. Yeah, that's gonna range, so that's gonna take down the value of that Scott Cooper I, I know, action figure. It might take it from ninety nine cents to seventy five cents, and when I take them out of the package, it'll be down to twenty cents. What a poor investment on your part. <laughs> hey, seven fifty. Come on. <laughs> I kind of With wonder, inflation, that's like nothing, baby. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I wonder if you unbox it and then try to resell it in two years, if you can say that it's like mint condition and it's worth more because it doesn't have a damaged box. That sounds like a cynical view of the collector's market, mm-hmm. Shailen. Mm-hmm. We don't go for that kind of cynicism here. You know what I mean? No. You, know Are you sure? Mean? You know, before we get to the just uh, amazing topic of tonight's episode, and it's not baseball. <laughs> Uh, I got a little bone to pick with you two, oh, yeah? and I think, I think now's the time. Last uh, time we got together, we talked about the worst supporting characters ever, and you know, you guys blocked some of my selections for for various reasons, and because you were wrong. Let me tell you, w- did we prevent you from putting them on the list, or did we just put them lower on the list? No, 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 no. Let's, I had some that block. were prevented, okay, including one that I went back and I did a little extra research on. Oh, okay. And now it's time for me to present my case. Rick Springfield is in the name of the show. and I, No, he's I not. He's the show's called Mission Magic. It's Rick Springfield's Mission Magic. Do you believe you believe in magic? From Wikipedia, Mission Magic is an American Saturday morning animated series starring rock star Rick Springfield and is a spin-off of The Brady Kids. From TV Troops, Mission 
Magic is a fantasy animated series from Filmation that ran from 1973 to 1975 on ABC. Rick Springfield is in the name of the show. No, he's not. The show's called Mission Magic. It's Rick Springfield. <laughs> Mission Magic. Rick Springfield is in the name of the show. Rick Springfield. Mission Magic. Rick Springfield is in the name of the show. So the whole list has been invalidated, I think, but what can you do? I'm sorry, I stand corrected, and I'm happy that we got here, though, because now I know what Shalen sounds like as a cosmic squirrel. <laughs> the only the only suitable recompense is to take Vince McMahon from 1990s WWF, move him up about 12 slots. No. That's how it works. It's not how it works. The game is over. We sealed the deal. Mm-hmm. It is over. Listeners expect accuracy. No, they don't. We established that at the beginning of the game. Hmm. You're wrong. Mm-hmm. The last uh, three minutes would beg to differ, but... Hey, I'm just one voice out of thousands calling uh, calling us out for inaccuracy. Were we hit up on Twitter and Insta and email? No. Just like, yeah, the, just the absolutely Twitter crushed. Was, Twitter was blown up. Yeah. yeah, Twitter was blown up. I didn't want to bring it up till now, but Twitter was blown up. That's safe. I should probably monitor our account at some point for those. <laughs> certainly, somebody should. That, that, that influx of DMs. Anyway, one. Anyway, that aside, there's another. Big thing sweeping the nation this spring. And that, of course, is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. 2. Not the video game, the movie. It's true. The The video game was my favorite. I stared at you longingly waiting for you <laughs> to, and you just looked in another direction and sat silently for seven, eight seconds. I like to watch you squirm. I begged. You know, when we re- released the show, uh-huh. listeners never know this because I, I added all this out. There's just like these long pregnant pauses that when you go back and you listen to them, it's bad on you. <laughs> <laughs> fix this shit. Fix this shit. I always let Shalen answer because I know it's like there's a, a, there's a quick little pause. And then if I say something, Shalen will answer. But if I don't say anything, you'll get mad at Shalen for taking too long to answer. And that, <laughs> That's true. That is much better for me. But to be fair, Shalen has seen the movie and picked this episode I was gathering my wits. Gathering your wits, Not the time. <laughs> Not the time at recording. So you anyway. saw the movie. So Sonic the 2. Sonic the 2. Sonic, Sonic the, the Hedgehog Deuce. 2 came out on Friday. Saw it on Saturday. Sunday? Saturday. Thinking that it was going to be pouring rain. Brought our kid. It was shockingly good. It was very funny. Does it drag on in a few parts? Yeah, but you know what? Those parts where it's dragging, still entertaining. Idris Elba as Knuckles, GD Delight. Made him a sexy enchilada, or a, what is he? An- Echidna. Chinchilla. He's not an enchilada. <laughs> an enchilada. <laughs> chinchilla? He's not a chinchilla? He's an, en- he, he's an enchilada. En- enchilada, yeah. Sexy <laughs> yes, enchilada. for sure. Um, it had some okay callbacks to the first movie. 
it had some excellent uh, references to the video games, both the Sonic franchise and a little bit of Mario in there. It's like a little snub, which was kind of cutesy. Fuck? It's okay. That would never fly in the time of this cartoon. Same company now. Ben Schwartz, the the Sonic voice, who was John Ralphio on uh-huh. Parks and Rec. Excellent. Shockingly good. Like, I was very surprised. And, like, the the sexy guy from uh, NCIS, I think. Mark Harmon? Makes an appearance? No. Shell, we don't need to know every single character in the movie. Was the movie good? Was- no, 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 no. We need to know who the sexy guy is. Who's the sexy guy? I want to get, like- get off this call before, like, 1 a.m. Yes. I really do. <laughs> It was a great movie. I encourage everyone to see it because it was really funny. But you, and Jim Carrey was a delight. But you thought that based off of the success of that movie, that we should go from maybe a high point in the franchise to what could only be categorized as the polar opposite of that. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This is the week of Sonic 2. It is an excellent film. Let us find the very bottom of the Sonic the Hedgehog barrel. Let's maximize that SEO. And you know what? Let's take a step back. Well, it did work. It did work. It worked for us two years ago when we did this for the first Sonic movie. And we got That's our right. most we got our most downloads for that episode. <laughs> this is But that cartoon was much We not have as talked bad. about Sonic not once, not twice. Well, I guess twice, but <laughs> now this is thrice. <laughs> I had my Mr. Burns thing going, it all got thought up. <laughs> We've talked about Sonic Underground, which has generated somehow literal thousands of downloads. <laughs> literal. We talked about Sonic the Hedgehog, the cartoon, which starred Sally Acorn, I think one of our four sexiest cartoon characters. Yeah, final, final four sexiest. Final four. <laughs> yeah. but somehow, and good honor. Somehow in that mania, we, we skipped the, the third of the trifecta here. Because it's terrible. The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. So the year was 1993. Sonic Mania was running wild. They had Sonic Tuesday, which was the first worldwide coordinated release date for a video game. That's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Sega cashed in with a million properties. There were books and all that stuff. The other Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon in 1993 is a Deke property. Uh, had that the sexy squirrels. They were freedom fighters. There was a loose plot that went from episode to episode. Went for two seasons. A show that we talked about this then. So well regarded that there is a small-ish but rabid community that is trying to get a season three of that show made. Yes. 30 years later, I I, suppo- I have nothing but good things to say about that. <laughs> I would watch that season uh, not three. Not least because I don't want that Sonic fan community coming after us. <laughs> was, that, was that Sonic TAS? Was that the, 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 sure. the animated series? I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah, the, yeah, the gritty version. Yeah, yeah. But then there's the this one. one. Then there's this one. Shannon, let's not spoil it. Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Also 1993, also by Deke somehow, <laughs> they went with the, let's split them up. Where the other show was an ABC show with some quality to it. This is a syndicated show through and through. And I don't want to call it cheap and lazy, but everything about this from the animation, um, bad, to the plot's non-existence, to the connections to the video game universe, tenuous at best you know it's just not there (laughs) the one piece of shared dna this is fascinating to me both cartoons had jaleel white as the voice of sonic all three did oh did sonic underground as well sonic underground to be fair was years later yeah yeah yeah. but still like that's very strange that he's he's the he's the go-to sonic voice yeah so not all 
only did you have one cartoon with Jaleel White as Sonic. Jaleel White, I near the height of his powers around this time period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You had two that would have been airing at the exact same time, but they're completely separate properties. Just an interesting creative decision by yes. the fine folks at Deke. Yeah. What I found interesting was that this cartoon that we're discussing tonight inspired another Sonic game mm-hmm. called, what was it, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? Or, That's right. Yeah. Which I've thought, if if there was any other cartoon to inspire a a Sonic game, it wouldn't have been this one. It would have been the like Sonic <laughs> Underground or the yeah. Sally Acorn one. Uh, yeah. But no, it was this one. And actually, Mean Bean Machine is a is a very fun game. I had it for Game Gear, and it was pretty pretty solid, pretty good. Now, Shalyn, you sick fuck. Uh, mean Bean, not a clitoris joke. Oh, I'm L- sorry. They're literal Mean Beans. Yeah. Okay. okay. Noted. But you did have to flick the beans like uh, out of the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. To, yes. to win <laughs> a Tetris style kind of game. Yeah weird production notes on this show all over the place or just weird production i guess dr robotnik here was played by a guy named long john baldry who was a singer (laughs) from england who helped give elton john and rod stewart their starts and had two top two hits in the uk somehow was voicing dr robotnik in adventures of sonic the hedgehog that's pretty weird it reminded me of another video game uh, licensed property that we that we watched, which was um, Mother Brain, voiced by another popular singer whose name is escaping me right now. James um, Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Elvis he was, Presley. I think he was from the Commodores. Um, <laughs> but he uh, he also voiced the the villain in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just weird weird just early nineties trend. It's layers. George Lucas was here. I'm sure he would have a thing to say. Poetry. Poetry. Had the animation style, and we'll talk more about it as we get into it, but. Another interesting decision to drastically change the look of Sonic, who looks nothing like he does in the games or on the box art, which people would know. Now, obviously, they did it to distinguish it from the other show, mm-hmm. which would, again, make you question, why not not make two shows? <laughs> <laughs> Just make something else. Just do one thing. So I actually have a theory about the production of these two shows. I want to believe that there were like rival writers. And their manager was lazy. And instead of choosing a side, they were like, all right, here's the plan. Both of you get to writing. You both get Jaleel. You have them on Mondays and Tuesdays. You have them on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Go. And may the best writer win. <laughs> and, and one of the writers should have been like, no, no, no. You take you take Jaleel and the cartoon property. I'll, I'll, I'll relinquish. And they were like, aha, it's actually you that deserve it. <laughs> but but truly both of you have to do it because we paid a lot of money for this intellectual property and and, the licensing and then another guy said i don't know what sonnet the hedgehog is but i do know what looney tunes is (laughs) (laughs) who doesn't like wacky sound effects and things that don't make sense and he's the one who won kind of what the show is more looney tunes than sonic for sure so one season 65 episodes the magic number and then then we out and unlike the Sonic the Hedgehog, the animated series. I don't think anybody's clamoring for a second season of The Adventures of Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. Just saying. It's because the first season was too perfect. Yes. Perfection. That, that's yeah. why. You can't, can't get any better. For those of you who like internet culture, yeah. Dr. Robotnik's catchphrase, snooping as usual, I see, gave rise to the internet meme Pingas, which has been widely referenced on YouTube. And no, I don't know what any of that means. 
It's a fun fact, though. I'm glad you found that on Wikipedia. I did. Hey, hey, I do more extensive research than that. Much more extensive. Yeah, he goes into like fan fiction. (laughs) TV tropes. Yeah, I'm all over the internet, baby. (laughs) I just think it's weird that you're still reading the fan fiction pages from the first time we talked about Sonic. It's just for fun now, though. That's how I keep up. No one can resist (laughs) Sally Acorn. (laughs) The episode we're watching, or we did watch and we're talking about here, it's High Stakes Sonic. And it was written by a gentleman named Robert Askin. So he got his start. Maybe, maybe he should be more Rob, Roger Tellen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, perhaps. perhaps. No, he should be Robert Schoen. <laughs> or Robert State, Roger Staten. Or Robert Staten. Doesn't matter. I'm going to let you guys get all this out of your system here. No. Before we get to serious business. I think I'm okay. I think I'm good. Roger Acton? Boo. Roger so interrogative start. statement. <laughs> you got to start. <laughs> Robert, Robert exclaiming. He got to start with an episode of Hammerman. And he finished up 10 years later with an episode of The Legend of Tarzan. So a hell of a run for Robert Askin. Whew. You got to love it. The episode aired on September 20th, 1993. I sure wish I had some context for that date. Can you sonicify that? Yeah, do it. No. <laughs> What were we seeing? It's contextual feeling. Top films. Number one was a new opener in the box office that week. Striking Distance. Ooh, Bruce Willis. Je- or Sarah Jessica Parker. Mm-hmm. He's a cop and there's boats involved? Yeah, it's like it's it's an erotic thriller that is neither thrilling nor sexy. <laughs> the worst kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We send our best to Bruce Willis. I think he hangs dong. No, I don't believe that for a second. Because if it was true, I would I would have known that off the top. Of my head. I, certainly don't. <laughs> I feel like that's the name of a new blog that needs to exist, though. I'm sure it does. Does Bruce Willis hang dong? Mm-hmm. No, I think he hangs dong? Question mark? Mm, okay. You can't put question marks in URLs. No. Maybe not a notable movie on its own, but notable for the movie that it displaced from number one. After a long, long reign. Of course, The Fugitive. Ooh. The Fugitive was displaced or displaced? No, it was displaced. I already said number one was Striking Distance. Dethroned by Striking Distance. God. So we never talk about The Fugitive on this show. That's correct. Yeah. Should we just go into 15 minutes on The Fugitive again? I mean, we could do that. Or uh, I pulled an old chestnut here. Oh, really? He almost got away with it, didn't he? <laughs> I know all about it. I can prove it. <laughs> you changed the samples, didn't you? You switched the samples. After Lenz died. After Lenz died, you were the only one who had the access. You switched the samples. And the pathology reports. Did you kill Lenz too, huh? He falsified his research so that our DU-90 could be approved and Devlin McGregor could give you Provacid. Here's a question for you guys. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> Do you remember? Because it took me a few minutes today. Do you remember what spurred pulling that together? Because I couldn't, and then I did, and I, <laughs> I thought... 
a strange poll to I, I make. Could, I could take a guess. I, th- I think one of us three said something, whatever cartoon we were watching, said something about going to the north side. You're on the right track. Okay. Shayla, want to hazard a guess? I just assumed that Kendall was a guest host and one of us started shouting Provasic at him. Uh, another another decent guess. The answer actually is we were talking about the Star Wars holiday special and there was a throwaway line from Harrison Ford about parking on the north side of the Wookiee planet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's literally it. <laughs> you go to the north side and you, celeb- you celebrate St. Patrick's Day. We spent 45 minutes talking about the north side of the planet and how that was funny. There you go. So, anyway. Um, it's still very funny. That's, that's what you do. So uh, Switch the samples, Jalen. Would be more fun to talk about The Fugitive than Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, but we, we have a job to do. Switch the top worse. So let's get into it. Here's the song. Probably not all of it. tired already the composer of that song said what if we took the sonic the hedgehog songs but then we made the first one less good mixed it with arrow the acrobat and then devolved into flight of the bumblebee because there's no copyright (laughs) yeah (laughs) see there is a composer to the song he's listed proudly on the wikipedia page and i thought you didn't do anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) fucking bullshit (laughs) the fuck he figured out a way to do 20 different sound effects with a single rubber glove and good for him <laughs> baby that guy does things with a rubber glove you wouldn't believe <laughs> you know what i'm saying bazinga don't robert ask and don't robert tell he'll rubber show you now the opening of the show sucked and was horrible mm-hmm. and you know you think son at the hedgehog you think like a little blue spiky guy that goes fast. He's got a a, a villain. He's got tails. Yeah. This is just like straight Looney Tunes gags. Like Sonic is like running around and he's making stone letters that say Sonic and they explode. And he's just doing these dumb like sight signs gags. Signs are spinning and like he, he like whirs past things and like they fly up and like litter behind him. It's like, it's like yeah, he's fast. I get it. Yep. Yeah. It's like Wiley Coyote shit. And then it ends with um, with Sonic and Tails winking at you, which is cool because whoever animated the show said, we need more winks in our quotient here. <laughs> Sonic, you cannot wink enough. If he was a live action actor, the director would have been there. A Tony Scott telling him, Sonic, just keep winking, baby. <laughs> Tony Scott. Keep winking. <laughs> First, we get a shot of the sun dipping below the horizon. Everything's awash in an orange yellow. And then Sonic pokes his head up and just winks. Okay, so the show. We're on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> you know what else Tony Scott loved? Jazzy openings. Yes. Right, Shalyn? Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Please, double or nothing. All right, Lois. Listen, that's the baseline to an actual sequence in Sonic the Hedgehog. Absolutely. It, it's also the baseline my cat uses when she walks around, and I picture what she would look like, <laughs> like being an actual cat burglar. <laughs> so you've got a gangster shark. Get it? Lone shark? 
you know? Oh. Subtlety is, is alive on this show. How do you draw a shark without ever drawing the dorsal fin? Like, they somehow managed to not show the most recognizable feature of a shark. <laughs> I get it. He's a lone shark, but, like, he he didn't have, like, a big fin. <laughs> Did you ever question that he wasn't a shark? No, no. But I was like, could you not have drawn? It was so lazy. It was like, could you not have finished drawing the shark? They couldn't figure out how to make a dorsal fin hole on his suit. Listen, there's a much more disturbing thing about shark anatomy that we get to about 15 seconds later here. But yes, I I agree. He should have had his classic dorsal fin. Yes. Yes. So what's, what's the disturbing thing, though? Well, okay. But we got to set the scene. So this lone shark has, he's beaten a monkey, I think. I think this is a monkey and the monkey's wearing a barrel. Yes. He's got like the the suspender barrel. This is fucking ridiculous. Because he has no money. Because he has no money and you lose your fur, I guess, in this land of Mobius where things are happening. Oh my God, Ben. They said the joke 75 times. You get fleeced. Yeah, but that's that's a monkey. monkey, That's not- The monkey didn't get fleeced. The first one's a monkey. Still counts. It's still the same thing. You can't fleece a monkey, but you can tune a fish. (laughs) Okay. That's what I've heard. That's bananas. (laughs) The monkey. It's appealing. God. The monkey loses at rock, paper, scissors, and then he has to go into this bus to go do hard labor. Can we talk about the bus? Yes, this is what I was getting to. Okay. Go ahead. The bus is shaped like a shark and has teeth on the front. And when the door on the side opens, there's a tongue. What the fuck? Yeah, that's the part of the shark anatomy. We, we're, we're simpatico here. It's a lolling tongue. It shouldn't be coming out of its side. It should be a fin and it should be going into its armpit. Or they should be going onto the tongue through the front the where the mouth fin is. fin in the armpit? Do shark uh, gills. It, came out of, it would come out of the gills. Um, do I would have been have fine with the gills. A, a shark's armpit. Well, yes, they a, have armpits. Shella wears a shark's armpit. <laughs> Under its fin. It's right, right near its arm. It's fin pit, <laughs> if you will. It's fin pit. Sharks don't have side fins. Yes, they do. Hashtag do fin pit. S- what the fuck? Hold on. Do you think sharks don't have fins I'm on their sides? Up, I'm looking up gray white shark. Now I'm questioning everything I know, but I'm pretty sure they have arm, hold arms. On, hold on. Oh, these are all just pictures of teeth. See? See? Oh, fuck. Told you. Oh, that's a dolphin. That's, that's a not a dolphin. No, that was a dolphin. No, we're you're looking wrong. at pictures of dolphins. Those so, are sharks. Anyway, the point is, the door of the bus is a tongue, <laughs> and it shouldn't be. And it's stupid, and I hate it, and it's off-putting. Well, live research: Do sharks have tongues? Dave, while you're looking it up, here's a little, little audio fun. <laughs> what the fuck. And that, friends, dear listeners, is the sound of someone getting on a bus somehow in this universe. Yeah, that's right. That's the sound of spring springing. (laughs) So so the bus goes out of town and there's a camera shot. It's very beautiful. It's Sonic and Tails and like they're in frame, but like it looks like they're eating Mm -hmm. and then the bus drives by and the camera cuts in and they're not eating at all. That's right. They finish their meal very quickly. Yeah, they all eat those chili dogs, I bet. You know what I mean? Eat him fast. That'll upset your tummy. Gotta go fast. Well, let's meet Sonic. Gee, I don't know, Keith. Let's find out where they're coming from. Up, over, and hit that bus. Okay. (laughs) So the bus has gone to a different town now because I guess the monkey was the last person. I'm sorry, zone. The monkey was the last person in the first zone, right? Right. So then the shark, whose name is Smiley. I thought it was Snively. No, smiley, because you get teeth. Mm. 
Smiley No Side Fins, I believe, was his full name. Sna- s- smiley Fin Pit. <laughs> fin Pit. So, so they go to the next town. Uh, there's a robot dealer there. Uh, I don't know. We'll get everything back, but what if we lose? Well, then you'll come with me and do a little bit of work. That's all. For the rest of their lives, that is. <laughs> I hope you guys like the way that the sheep talk because I think I have like eight clips of the sheep because they were the highlight of the episode for me. <laughs> Obviously, I do. <laughs> the only thing I liked in the entire show. It was like they thought of an animal to have in this plot or the story. And they were like, uh, sheep. And what's um, what do sheep do? Well, they get fleeced and they uh, act like sheeple. And uh, yeah, we're just going to have every sort of cliche around sh- sheep be the be the driver of the story. And they're also lemmings, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, just take an idea and then apply a metaphor to it and then turn that metaphor down to something that like a literal newborn would understand. And that's kind of just the thought that went into this show. Right, right, right. It's cheaper funny. <sighs> when they say back, they say back. <laughs> don't worry, uh-huh. I, have, I, have, I have audio of that coming up. So Sonic shows up, the... Robot dealer is doing something akin to three card money, but he's got like find the P. What's the name of this game, Shailen? I'm sure it has some stupid folksy name from like 1870. I have no idea. It's like find the wa- find the P under the walnut shell. It's concise. It's called, I think it's called flick the bean. Ew. It's a callback to the earlier part of the episode, Shailen. I knew what it was. Yeah. I still thought it was gross. It's called teasing the P. Still gross. It's called, the, it's called the little man in the canoe. <laughs> It's called clitoral stimulation. Huh? <laughs> what do you think about that, buddy? I'm real unimpressed with these jokes. Yeah. Let's move on. You know what I was impressed with? Three-card cunnilingus. <laughs> Monty. The full Monty. Anyway, so Sonic shows up, and he just says a lot of words. That doesn't look fair. It's not. That high-voltage flimflammer will fleece those guys. He needs a lesson. That high-voltage flimflammer. I like that it's not... We have to stop him. It's he needs a lesson. <laughs> it's it's really He's fucked up. Pay. I didn't care for He's it. He's gonna pay. So Sonic the Hedgehog, it's pretty well established in canon, can run real fast. Mm-hmm. But did you know that his powers also extend to being able to look around real fast too? <laughs> Everything yeah, about him is speedy. Is is fast. fast. He's just imbued with speed. Uh, that the, is correct. The robot dealer starts shuffling these things around. And Sonic's eyes are just moving back and forth. And it goes on for like 30 seconds. And Sonic gets the answer. And the sheep get all their stuff back. And people are like, oh, fuck. And then they do it again. And Sonic wins again. And they do it a third time. And the robot cheats by having the pee drop through the table. But then Sonic figures that out, too. And then the robot explodes. And you went, wow, that's four minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. Because the robot is not programmed to 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 lose. lose. Of course. And then the episode hits <laughs> either its high point or its low point, depending on your point of view here. <laughs> we cut to Dr. Robotnik. He is building a Sphinx-like monument, and it becomes clear that this is what he's getting the workers for, is to build this monument. And that's fine. Uh, it's incredibly lazy, but it's fine. What's a little less fine is Dr. Robotnik's outfit here. So if you've never seen Dr. Robotnik... Or lack thereof. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so in the movie, he's played by Jim Carrey. Fine, he's a fine representation, but classic Dr. Robotnik, a big fella, 
He's round to the point where in other countries he's Eggman. Dr. Eggman. So he's a big fat guy. He's bald. He has an enormous mustache. He's usually wearing a red bodysuit. So I'll have to say, in this iteration where he's shirtless, he's topless altogether outside of having a diamond in his belly button, uh-huh. and he's wearing a loincloth with what appears to be a thong, took me back a little bit. I was dumbstruck by this. <laughs> and you are both welcome. That is the reason why I picked I don't this know specific what this episode. Was. <laughs> this, was, this was weird. Let's just say the cartoon... Hit its high point at this juncture, and so did I. Ew, Dave. Ew. <laughs> Meow. It was tantalizing. <laughs> you know, it got my attention, so I guess that's a, that's a good thing, right? I don't know. He looks like a jar of mayonnaise without the label. Like, oh, it was so oh, gross. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Shailen, you know a, a thing or two about Egyptian culture. Did all the... <laughs> what? Did all the mayonnaise pharaohs have... Stop it! ...diamonds in their belly buttons? Listeners, if you're not familiar, uh, the condiment in question makes me gag. Do you think this is where belly button piercings came into vogue? No. No. Shailen, where did belly button piercings come piercings? I can't. These are my two things that I can't do. It's belly belly buttons and mayonnaise. Interesting. I didn't know that. I always thought if you pulled the diamond out of his belly button, Mm -hmm. like the mayonnaise would pour out and he would get down to Jim Carrey. (laughs) Gross. That's too much even for me. We've lost Jalen. Do you know what they should have titled this episode? The Diamond in the Rough. (laughs) (laughs) The Diamond in the Rough. Was that an Aladdin situation? Absolutely. So what are we talking about? His fucking weird outfit. So he's... God, what happens? Smiley calls Dr. Robotnik, and the call is picked up by a little shitty robot named Grounder. Ooh, he looks like a little tank, but he's dumb. He sucks. That's all you need to know about it, Grounder. He sounds like Barney Rubble. Yeah. And then Grounder gives the phone to Robotnik, and Robotnik's like, oh, man, where are my workers? And then he finds out that Sonic was involved. And then Robotnik, for some reason, gets into a presenting position. Yep, he sure does. If he were a dog, he would be, you know, uh, ready for uh, ready for that red rocket. <laughs> well, and like you just get this side view of him and his fucking loincloth thong what, what's going on it was show? like oh this him on this like dais almost completely nude is terrible it can't get any worse and then he just bends over and like is on all fours in the desert and it's like yeah it got it got worse it, it got so it got much worse. worse so he screams at the robot about um his casino night zone and so for listeners who haven't played sonic the hedgehog that's probably fine but all of the levels are called zones. So this was like their one nod to the actual <laughs> game was like, yeah, there's a casino night zone. Like we got to call it a zone. I don't fucking know. Why do that and make everything else just it, like none of the world looks like any of the games. Like it's all this like weird, like kind of like wobbly watercolor background mm-hmm. has a very like <laughs> bum equipment, like bugle boy, like very early nineties <laughs> bum equipment <laughs> look to it. I was like, why did they go with this? Yeah, I actually thought it kind of looked like on the route over to the uh, the casino night zone, which again, they call it a casino later, but whatever. It, it looked like the background to a Rocky and Bullwinkle cartoon. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like yeah. shapes with words, but there's no textures to anything. And it's just like, oh man, this just feels uh, slapdash. Lazy. More like slapdash the hedgehog, Shailen. Cheap. Hmm. Cheap the hedgehog? Cheap the hedgehog. Interesting. So anyway, we go back to the town and Sonic is lecturing the sheep there like, don't gamble what you can't afford to lose. 
And then Smiley rolls up in a bus and he says, go, welcome to this new casino. You get a free bet. And then all the sheep go because they're dumb. Sonic smells a hustle is what I wrote. I don't know what this is. I smell a hustle brewing. So let's hustle. Oh, I love fucking awful writing. You said, I don't know what this means. And I was like, it literally means that Sonic says he smells a hustle. I don't fucking remember what anything is in this show. What do you want from me? They should have used the um, Sonic saying, don't gamble what you don't have. The NFL should have used that for their gambling, uh, their their gambling (laughs) PSAs this past season. Uh, I don't know. Should they? Wouldn't have went over better, I think. We're the same. So he chases after the bus, but somehow the bus beats into the casino, which is bullshit because Sonic is fast. Sonic is the fastest. He goes inside. The sheep are betting on slot machines. Blah, 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 blah. Because they're stupid. Boy, those guys sure are in a hurry to get fleeced. Oh, fuck. That's the second time they made the same joke. That's two. The sheep all pull the slot machine at the same time and just like a hook comes out and steals there with their wool and replaces it with the wooden barrel with suspension. (laughs) Because because they're getting fleeced. Because we can't show a nude sheep. What is the ultimate representation of being poor in like 1920s America? I don't know. A wooden barrel? Yeah. Yeah. We're in a barrel. They covered the sheep who have been fleeced. Yeah. But they did not cover Robotnik. This is body. Any of it. Too sexy. Very strange choices. It's a statement, right? Like, nudity is bad. Dr. Robotnik is, he's a bad, bad? guy because he's naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So this is a weird, like, censorship are, situation. Yeah, it's an anti-sexuality yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and the sheep are mm-hmm. modest, and mm-hmm. you should stay modest if you want to mm-hmm. stay good. Because it's a smart show for a smart audience. Right. It doesn't spell right. anything out for you in painstaking detail. And that's what makes this next scene such a surprise, Shailen. Yeah. Because in the control room, you've got Grounder, the stupid little tank robot. He's joined by Scratch, who's a robot chicken. And no, Shailen, it's not the precursor to robot chicken. Let's not make the incredibly obvious joke here, okay? No, he's the cartoonification of the adorable little tiny robot chicken from the game. It's actually not true. He, In the context of this show, he was built from Scratch. Mm. That's why they call him Scratch. Oh, I get it. And they have a subtle, layered conversation. I hope they lose. Oh, you leadhead. Of course they'll lose. Everything's rigged. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, what's rigged? Every game in the casino is electronically set in Dr. Robotnik's favor. <gasps> we're cheating? Yes, we're cheating. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> boy, oh boy, you guys. This is a rough one. I'm just getting this now. Like, I don't know how I missed this. <laughs> I watched it and I went, oh, I thought this was on the up and up. I just thought it was bad luck for those sheep and that monkey. <laughs> Fucking monkey, man. This is like the film Casino. <laughs> you know. Similar ending as well. <laughs> I feel like a lot of times we talk about like, this is a show for children. What child should would know these things? This is, they're spelling it out for the kids. Mm-hmm. For the kids. I think it's pretty obvious even as a kid, like the, the sheep are trying to play a game and they're losing all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing some funny business happening. That oh, yeah. shifty uh-huh. shark. That shifty finless shark. So you know there's nothing good. Because we all know that sharks have side fins. Yeah. Yes. And a signature dorsal fin. Right. And the um, deepest bluest, my hat is like a shark fin. Mm, that it is. So the uh, the sheep lose at roulette. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
can we save that one? Because that seems like it should come up later. I was going to say, I feel like that should come up uh, every five seconds for the rest of the show. Yeah. So um, this is where Sonic turns into Bugs Bunny. He goes, I don't know about this, Tails, because he's a fucking idiot, too. Yeah. And the sheep are all at this big wheel of chance or whatever, and it has one wind slot. And Smiley says, okay, if it hits this, it'll start raining money. And Sonic shows up. He's put on an electrician's outfit like he's Egon Spengler in Ghostbusters 2. He put on he, a hat he's then. He's pretending to be from Con Ed. He's wearing uh, overalls as well. You're giving it too much credit. Yeah, I, I know. A hat and a complete outfit. Definitely not a costume of any sort. It was lazy. Go on. It was lazy, but it's a costume. Is the what, what are you defining as a costume? For he what would, barely what would an dressed worker, up is what I'm pointing out. What would an electric worker wear? I don't know, but more than what Sonic did. This argument's insane. The mask from Scream. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> a shirt that says electric worker. I don't know what you, what you expected. <laughs> See, if it, had, if it had been a vest or a sweater that said like electric worker, it would have been at least clever and kind of funny. This was just like he wore a hat. And overalls. Instead and of being naked. And shoes. <laughs> <laughs> to look like an electric one. This is insane. Let's move this on. This is the most insane bickering we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I don't even know what point you're making. I'm saying that they didn't... Never mind. I he can't should have even... dressed up like a bolt of lightning, perhaps. He sh- Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> or had a name tag or something. Like, the sheep are wearing barrels. Why couldn't he at least look like something the more than a man on the street? The man. That's true. That's true. That is correct. <laughs> Thank yeah, you, Dave. You know what? You're right. If he had a name tag that said, like, Jones, then I would have bought him more as an electric worker. I would have. He could have showed up buck-ass <laughs> naked. He could have shaved his blue fur, and I yeah. would, and he had a little name tag, and I'm like, shit, you're, you're an electrician. I don't believe this guy. He needed a clipboard. I mean, whatever, <laughs> however shitty his costume may have been, it certainly fools the robots. <laughs> Gotta check your juice. <laughs> and he may be only dressed... Kind of like an electrical worker, but... Not a costume. Not a costume. Low effort. He goes down into the basement and he, like, he rigs the game because he knows how to rig electrical boxes. Well, he just he reverses the cheating box. Yeah, he reverses it. And then the wheel hits the wind spot and it does literally start raining money. And um, here's our fourth or fifth sheep clip. Sheep clip, sheep clip. Just like he promised. It's raining money. Which one's your favorite noise in that clip? Mine's the one that near the end that just goes, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I found myself questioning the logic here (laughs) because I'm a glutton for punishment. And I thought, so Robotnik built this casino specifically to cheat. Yeah, casino zone. To specifically cheat everybody out of their their hard-earned Moby bucks or whatever. But then if you reverse the cheating, it actually works. Like, that that would be insane. But then this is the one thing that they actually explained. Is this real money? Well, we couldn't Welsh on a bet, could we? Yes, we could have. Now we're ruined. Two questions. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Number one. Why was Sonic not dressed up as an electrical worker? I don't know. We've talked about this. Number one is why couldn't they? They're bad guys. Right. And number two is, are you allowed to say that? What? They can't Welsh on a bet? Is that problematic? If you're Welsh, it sure is. <laughs> oh, do the Welsh really take offense? I don't know. That's why I asked. I don't. They make a fine grape jelly. That's not the same. <laughs> yeah, I was making a little joke there, Shailen. 
A little joke. <laughs> Cutting the tension. I'm just asking. Doing a little gag. I'm just little, asking the questions. I like, I like you, gave me, you gave me a little yes and back. You're welcome. <laughs> now, Shailen, I have a question for you in return. Okay. You were mystifyingly down on Sonic's electric worker costume. Yeah, it was bad. How did you feel about his James Bond costume? It was also bad. <laughs> for some reason here, as the two robots are lamenting their lost funds, Sonic runs up and he says, the, well, you know, let me just play the audio and then we'll talk about it. No chili dogs. Oh, it's, 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 it's. Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> so he says that that the casino's bad because it doesn't have chili dogs. He runs off. He comes back. He's wearing a dapper little tuxedo. That's right. Yeah. Because not, not good enough. In cartoons, uh-huh. you can animate things without paying for more costumes. Right. The dapper little suit was funny, but it wasn't. It was still, I don't know. It lacked something for me. You know what it lacked? Uh, animation little, style? No, a little name tag. Maybe. <laughs> I think it needed cufflinks. I don't know. Like a little more. If he pulled out a wallet and showed his license to kill and it said Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I would have been delighted by that, actually. <laughs> what if he had a little martini, but instead of olives, it had little chili dogs in it? Would that have helped? Yes. Okay. It's fucking Bugs Bunny bullshit. Yeah. Why, so where did chili dogs, his obsession with chili dogs come from? Was it this oh, show? He loves them. The, one of the cartoons. Hedgehogs in canon. In, in Life Cannon. Life Lo- Cannon. Love chili dogs. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Life Cannon. Have you guys ever Googled <laughs> show hedgehogs? No. There's a whole subculture. It's like having mm-hmm. a show dog, but it's hedgehogs. And people like breed and groom well, and people do show breed. That's how we keep the human race going. They're hedgehogs. <laughs> do you have to and, like, take off safe search to, to find the real, the real show in the hedgehog? <laughs> no. I wish it were... I don't know. It's there's a lot to it. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot. Do you just had an idea for a, a cocktail. Yeah, what is it? What is it? It's like a gin and tonic, but it's a gin and sonic. Uh huh. And you put a single hedgehog quill into it. Hmm. It's like a stirrer. No, no, no. It's instead get of get ringworm from that. You do it with Hendrix. Okay. And instead of a cucumber garnish, it's a <laughs> full chili dog. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm I like on board. It. I like it. It's just a tumbler of Hendrix with a chili dog on the side. That's right. No, no. Tumbler. In it to stir, Shailen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you pee on. And it's not a full tumbler. It's one of Sonic's famous loops. His loops that he runs through. Mm-hmm. His famous loops. Keep making the same joke that you know, maybe someone I'm will not making a joke. It. Just looking for any kind of response. I'm out here screaming into the void. You are. About true. this fucking cartoon. Loops. I'm getting back. Nope. Wrong. It's not a costume. <laughs> Needed a name tag. It's a poorly constructed it outfit. They didn't have to pay extra to draw a good <laughs> suit on him. Why did they do Do you know how much it would have cost to have painted a little name tag onto him? There millions of dollars to go back and do that. All that money went what? to Jaleel White and Long John Br- Branion. Silver. Long John Branson. <laughs> Richard Branson's dad. <laughs> Fucking Christ. So I didn't realize that Tails is an infant. Hmm. I thought that he was a peer of Sonic, maybe no. like a, a little brother of sorts, but not an infant. Only when it suits the need of this particular cartoon's mm-hmm. plot. I was going to say, Shailen, in the newest Sonic movie, Sonic 2, is Tails an infant? No. No? Nope. Does he go through the famous loops? No. <laughs> is he younger than Sonic? He's like 
slightly less worldwise, but also Sonic is a kid, and that's actually kind of like a major part of Sonic 2 is mm-hmm. like, listen, dude, your time is going to come, but you're not there yet. Stop pretending you're Batman. Sonic saying that to Tails or the movie saying that to Sonic? The Donut Lord is saying that to Sonic. Okay. The, yeah. Anyway, Tails is an infant here. <laughs> For some reason, Sonic thought enough of this to bring Tails with him. But then when he's being chased by the two inept robots, he brings Tails to the casino nursery. And he leaves Tails with a pig to play in a ball pit. <laughs> to, so he understands the danger of it going into the scenario. And then he's like, oh, shit, I should probably put you in um, daycare at the dangerous casino that we've entered. The yeah. daycare that's dangerous and run by the lead villain. The whole point is to like build people out of money. So he just leaves them at the nursery. Whatever. It's With fine. a ball pit. It's fine. Because ball pits... As we all know, mm-hmm. pose no danger to children. Do you know, I had a real problem with this ball pit. Not yeah. impressive enough. They couldn't have drawn a few more balls in there, maybe? I actually thought the ball pit had a scary number of balls maybe the, for the size of Maybe the balls could tails. have had some name tags? No. To, to, That's to not how a ball pit let works. Let us know that they are balls that would belong <laughs> in a ball pit. <sighs> what was the deal with this pig? What was she supposed to be? A pig. Hmm, interesting. So anyway, the, the nursery is corrupt. As you might figure. One million Mobians, please. But I've only been here ten minutes. If you want to complain, take it up with the management. I will. The management is Dr. Robotnik. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, no. Did he just figure that out? That's my question here. Oh, yeah. Well, because he's an infant. He wouldn't know any better. Also, what kind of shoddy daycare provider hands the baby the bill and insists that the baby pays for their own bill? Like I'm scrambling to think the of the best a damn one. daycare <laughs> you can think of in Texas. One yeah. run by a pig inside of a casino. Okay, run by Doctor Robotnik. Yeah. yeah, that that's the logic thing I had problems with. <laughs> Who gives a bill to a child? This was prophetic because it it <laughs> it, it um, predicted the cost of daycare in current times. Oh my god! It, it, talk Zing. about inflation huh? taking it down. Oh my god! So in the meantime, um, Sonic runs to a dam. And he dresses up like an oil baron, mm-hmm. and he tricks the robots into pulling a slot machine, and then they get hit with water. Oh, I thought a it was truly like a, I thought it was a unnecessary thing. Oh, you thought he was a magician? I guess that could be. Yeah, I thought he was dressing up as, as Lance Burton. I thought he was like an Andrew Carnegie. <laughs> you know what helped? If he had a prop or a name tag to know what he was. Tag. Yeah, it's not clear to me. If it said magician colon Sonic. <laughs> we're descending on everything. Like We're not sure if this guy's an electrical worker or... A man in a, a hat? A master illusionist or a flimflammer? <laughs> flim it's flammer. possible that he was only there to operate heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. So Tails rids himself of the bad guys. He goes back to the casino, which is just empty. And I, I sort of laughed at that. Like this enormous casino existed to get those eight sheep. But say la vie. Here's a line that I enjoyed. Tails? Tails? Where are you? Tails. Tails. <laughs> Jesus. He said it so much that the word in my head became, it, it's like I could see the it letters and they started to dissolve and separate from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tails. 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 Any, nobody cared. Nobody cared. But we care. Because we have to. Mm-hmm. It's our job. He sees Smiley, the shark, or Snively, potentially. I don't know. Uh, in the 
Raph's made out of hot dogs and he's tanning for some reason. And Sonic threatens to murder him. Smiley shows him a picture of Tails in a cage. And he says, okay, Sonic, you have to do this race against Robotnik's thing or whatever. And? You're gonna lose the race. (sighs) All right, I'll go along. Okay. That's very important because Mm -hmm. he understands and agrees to go along with it. With the idea being that if he loses the race, Tails will be released from custody. Sonic agrees to this. That was what the audio just just played. Mm -hmm. We never see uh, Smiley again. So, I don't know. Not important. Then we go to like a big stadium where all of the sheep are sitting there in their barrels, of course, because they have nothing else. They've been fleeced. They haven't tried to sell the barrels, but what can you do? And we're in the basement. Sonic is prepping for this race. And then Dr. Robotnik comes down. And here's a little of their conversation. You must throw the race. Then those Mobians will be my slaves. I can't do that. Hold on. You'd better lose the race. <sighs> All right, I'll go along. <laughs> there was an easy way out of this situation. Would you like to know what it was? Yeah. Simply not scrimped the shark to say, you're going to lose the race. And then everything else would be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I know it's a kid's show, and we make our hay uh, on this program by, like, harping on this stuff, but come on. <laughs> we can do better than this. Yeah, I was watching this, like, half paying attention, and I got very confused. I was like, wait a minute. I thought he agreed, already agreed to lose the race. Did I miss something? And I hit, yeah. Yeah. I had to rewind and yeah. watch that all over again. Same. And as it turns out, you didn't miss anything. No. Except I didn't like Robotnik's outfit. It wasn't good. Couldn't they have drawn him, like, a fancier hat, perhaps? I thought he had to be wearing less clothes, and I thought mm-hmm. he needed, when he was stark nude, like a little um, thing hanging from his, his belly button diamond <laughs> that just said pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. Like mm. a, a little charm attached to it, perhaps, like a branded charm. Now, if he had worn a big blingy necklace that said pharaoh, that would have been actually funny. Unnecessary, but funny. No, that wouldn't have been period appropriate. That would have been, would have been bad. Hmm. So uh, we go to the race. Uh, Sonic comes out and starts preening for the crowd, which seems weird since he knows he has to lose, but fucking whatever. They're doing the race. It's going on forever. Oh, my oh, God. God. Uh, it's so long. And if the race wasn't long enough, there's a segment in here where <laughs> Sonic walks by one of the sheep. And listeners, I'm going to spare you the audio because it's legitimately like 15 or 16 seconds long. Sonic walks by the sheep and he goes, say it ain't so, Sonic. <laughs> And then Sonic is morosely walking, and then you hear Robotnik repeating all of the things he just said to Sonic, like, you're going to lose. Do it for Tails. And then he's laughing, and it's just, oh, man. Man, I fucking hated it so much. <sighs> That's fair. I loved the sheep part, but I hated the Robotnik part. You know what? Let's yeah. hear the sheep part. Mm-hmm. Sheep part's worth it. Say it ain't so, Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said 15 or 16 seconds. What I meant was 24 seconds of uh, Robotnik taunting Sonic in his head. So the robot gets to the top of the mountain to get a flag that needs to be brought to the stadium, and he tries to flatten Sonic with a rock, and then he's taunting Sonic. And this is where the show took an unexpected turn, because the robot is taunting Sonic, and then something miraculous happens. He'll be trapped forever in that secret prison cell under the stadium! Ha, ha, ha! That Robo-Rube just put the odds back in my favor. <laughs> okay. Robo-Rube. Robo-Rube. Yes, Sonic is full of quips. It's not that the robot predictably let Tails' location slip. It's that at the 48-minute mark of the the episode here, 
for the first time, Sonic is inside a little circle in a colored background, and he's just talking to you, the viewer. <laughs> <laughs> like, they couldn't have had, like, a light bulb go off. They have to make it clear. Sonic has to speak to you, the viewer. I got this one figured out now. <laughs> so you understand. And, like, uh, of all its Looney Tunes illusions and borrowings, like, they couldn't do they couldn't do the light bulb thing Mm-mm. right over his head? No, mm-hmm. nope, I'm just going to turn to him. The robot goes back to the stadium. Sonic starts doing his spin dash stuff. He starts freeing tails. And Robotnik tells them, all right, robot's going to win the race. Start kidnapping the sheep or whatever. Sonic shows up. He bypasses much of the course. So he cheats, steals the flag, gets to the finish line, notices everybody's gone. And then the robot goes, yeah, idiot. <laughs> we kidnapped the sheep anyway. Which, again, <laughs> raises the point. Why not just have done that to begin with and skip this whole pretense? But what what can you do? We're back in the desert with the monument. Robotnik, disturbingly, back in his still naked, sexy teenager outfit, and uh, erotically wrong. (laughs) Here comes Sonic. What do you think the odds are of us ever getting out of this? Oh, I say even money or bet. In fact, I bet that egglomaniac Robotnik is about to crack. He's an egglomaniac. Yeah, and he's about to crack. That's maybe the only joke in the mm. entire show that I was like, okay, that was moderately clever. Dr. Eggman. Lomaniac. Ah, excellent joke. He's yeah. going to crack. Cuckoo, cuckoo. One monument closer to the edge, and he's about to crack. You know? Mm-hmm. So Sonic fucks up the monument. He makes it into a Sonic face, which... Of course, turns to the viewer and winks. The monument winks at you. I hated that so much. <laughs> Not It wasn't the winking. It was the fact that he turned it into his face. He was like, you know what? The sheep are going to worship me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And he, so he frees the sheep. Uh, freeing of the sheep. And then, now that I'm talking about it, I don't think he does anything to Robotnik. No. And Robotnik just evaporates. Yeah, he just he goes back. Robotnik goes back down into presenting position, and he's upset. And that's pretty much it, except for this extraordinarily oddly paced conversation. Hey, Sonic, you think we could make good freedom fighters too? I don't know. It's pretty risky business, and the stakes are pretty high. What are the stakes? A Mobius free of Robotnik, of course. Yeah, now that's worth taking some risk for. You bet. What the fuck was that? <laughs> the fuck? I think that's called the episode needs to end. How do we do it? Because <laughs> that that is how it ends, or so you would think. I was in my glory, thinking, "Oh God, thankfully it's over." It's but over, dear God, it's over. Like many syndicated cartoons, it has a a PSA segment called "Sonic Says," and boy, what a segment this was. Mm-hmm. I didn't pull all the audio, but it starts with the robot chicken. And the other robot, they're going to race on train tracks on a bridge for some reason. Because <laughs> I don't know, fucking whatever. Who the fuck cares? And then there's a train coming towards them and they jump off the bridge. Now cut to <laughs> just a completely different location where Sonic is. And he's holding an old timey wallet that has like 20 pictures in it. Not of creatures from the show. They're just like blobby faces. Mm-hmm. Here's Sonic's complete dialogue. But I'd hate to see any of my friends wiped out over some dumb dare. Play it safe. Use your head. Don't end up dead. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Sonic. Don't end up dead is the, the last line in the episode. End up 
dead. <laughs> that should be at the end of every PSA ever made. Like, don't end up dead. It's, oh, wow. I learned a lot. It's very strong advice. Yeah. I just think back to other ones. Like, I think we watched one with Heathcliff where it was like, walk your dog. Like, this one's don't end up dead. <laughs> it reminded me of the time, uh, one time my father-in-law gave me and my wife this knife, uh, like a really special like knife. <laughs> yeah. for, um, he was like, oh, this is a great band. You're going to love it. It's really, really sharp, though. Don't cut yourself. And it's like, well, I won't. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do that on purpose. Like, don't cut yourself. Okay. I know, I know how knives work. Thank you. I think that if someone says don't cut yourself when they give you a knife, it puts some sort of force field around the knife mm-hmm. and prevents cutting. Yes. Yes. I, I think that's, that's how that works. And Sonic saying don't end up dead puts a wand around you. Right. Is is that what happened um, to O.J. Simpson? He forgot to. Wow, Ben. (laughs) Someone that gave him that knife didn't didn't warn him. Yeah, exactly. No, they told him not to get cut. They didn't tell him not to cut with it. Those (laughs) are different. I'm lost in the metaphor now. Lost in the sauce, baby. The glove didn't Don't end up dead. (laughs) That's Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Sure is. Sure is. Show it to a child? Yes, but not because it's a show that I like. It's uh, because our kid really wanted to watch something with Sonic the Hedgehog and it was available. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Dave? no, no, no. <laughs> uh, if I wanted to show them a Looney Tunes type cartoon, I would just show them Looney Tunes. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, no for me as well if, uh, you know, it's a bastardization of Sonic. Hmm. You know, it's not Sonic at its best. And with that in mind, we're going to go with one to five chili dogs, except the chili dogs are wearing what you would think is a recognizable sea captain costume. <laughs> but just in case, the hat has a red ribbon that says, I'm a sea captain. And then the little sword scabbard also has a name tag that says uh, sea captain. Yeah, just in case you think they're a waiter at uh, the Jolly Roger or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I ranked it. I ranked it. You ranked it. Ranked. Ranked that ass. At one chili dog with no costume, it's less than a one for me. This is the worst version of Sonic the Hedgehog out of all of the many vo- versions of Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog. Would you say that this chili dog has no clothes? I would. Okay. For me, uh, you know, the animation was bad. The scripting was bad. The background. I've never noticed a background on a show before that we've watched. This was so okay. bad. It was so bad. I, it like made me notice the background. But I can't give it a zero because mm-hmm. this show did remind me of a kid I went to school with that was obsessed with this show. We were about nine years old, and he was able to draw Sonic and Tails immaculately at like nine years old. And it was so impressive. And I just, I imagine that this cartoon inspired him to be a, a cartoonist or an artist or a, a designer. And for that, I can give it one star because it inspired at least one child. Mm-hmm. One bunless chili dog. <laughs> that guy went on to be Dan Pixar. <laughs> Dan Pixar. See, I've got a conundrum because I want to rate the show really lowly, but all things must be put into context. And Shailen, you gave this a one because you said it's the worst version of Sonic, and that is simply not true. The worst version of Sonic is one that we haven't even discussed yet. Uh-oh. It is the French computer-animated oh, show, I Sonic forgot. Boom. I... And as a result, I have to save my lower scores for Sonic Boom 
when we forget how shitty these shows are and come back to Sonic in two years for Sonic 3. But the voice and acting for Sonic Boom this. is so much better. They all sound like this. Uh, Sonic this Boom! <laughs> one and a half. My chili dog has clothes. And I'll tell you, I know what it is. It's chili dog <laughs> in a sea captain's outfit. <laughs> With a name tag. No fooling you. No, it's called, his name's <laughs> Long Slog Chili Dog. I don't know. You're not getting scurvy on that boat. You know what I'm saying? He'll do things. No, I don't really know what that means. He'll but do okay. things with a cannon you wouldn't believe. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. It doesn't have to be, Shailen. It doesn't have to be. Take that chili dog and swap the poop decks. Mm hmm. Mm. Speaking of poop decks, Shailen. Would you guys like to play a game? Well, you were just so prepared. <laughs> I am. I had to get off of Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. I'm opening up my game. Thank you. What's your game called? My game. Instagram. What is wrong with you? Why are you being a jerk for no reason? I don't know. It's what I do on the show. It's very unpleasant. (laughs) It's unbecoming of a podcast host, Ben. We did marketing research. Uh, Listeners say that I'm uh, pleasant and affable. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, just asking Kendall about you doesn't count as research. I was going to say, is that that one person survey you sent me, Ben? The disgustingly charming was was feedback that came back. Did Dave write that one? <laughs> All right. This is the voice acting Mad Libs Olympics. Ooh. Welcome. Okay. Bum 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 bum. Love it. For those of you familiar with Sonic the Hedgehog, that's the the Chaos Zone music. Oh, I thought you were doing the Olympics music. Nope. Can you do the Olympics music too? Nope. That's not the Olympics music. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I played the bass clarinet. That's what it sounded like when I played the bass clarinet for that boom, song. Boom, 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 boom. No, I think it goes. Oh, hold on. Let me think about it. Uh, what's it called? A superior song. This is the chaos zone in the Olympics. Anyway, the way that this game is going to work, it's part Mad Libs and part voice acting for the two of you. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask one of you to shout out a number between 1 and 120. (laughs) And from that, I will choose a character from a show that we talked about in in an episode. Right? And then one of you will have to (laughs) perform as that character in a scenario that I present. I will award points based on completely subjective terms. <laughs> oh, my my eye hurts. <laughs> Once again, you've presented the rules of a game and you have um, just cracked my skull open like an egg and let my brain pour I out. I gave you the rules and we're going to just go through I it. It'll like make sense. I've been warped into a sonic zone because you know what's going to happen. I'm going to go to edit this episode and I'm going to get to this part and you're going to have read, like you'll read the rules and I'll go, yeah, that makes sense. And then we'll come to this bewildered reaction. But what listeners don't understand is like, you're not in it. You're not in it. (laughs) (laughs) Just believe me. You have to experience hearing these rules for the first time and trying to wrap your head around it. It's like 11 at night. Oh, what's going on? It's It's, it's it's not yet 11. All right. By whoever shouts out the number first. I need a number between one and a hundred and four. Good pick. Good pick. Good Paul. All right. Do we have to remember the numbers? No. Seventy-four. 
No, Dave already shouted the number out. <laughs> Stop it. 102. All right, Ben. Yeah. Episode 54 was Batman. Uh-huh. I need you. Which Batman? The goddamn Batman. Mr. Freeze is the animated series. Okay. You are Mr. Freeze. That's who you are. And I, I need- I'm Mr. Freeze. I need you as Mr. Freeze. Chew. Yes. I'm Mr. Freeze. <laughs> to tell Dave- <laughs> that I'm Mr. Freeze? That unfortunately all of his accounts and investments have failed and he is facing bankruptcy. Victor Freeze, Victor Freeze, Enigma, Edward Enigma. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, no this is me. I'm Mr. Freeze. No, you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger, no, Dave, Mr. Freeze. I'm Mr. Freeze. You're not Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're Mr. Freeze from the animated series. Sean, I don't remember how that character sounds. Cold. Oh, okay. So I, like, uh, I believe he sounded like yeah. this. Dave's gonna... He sounds like a robot, man. I'm sorry to tell you, Dave, that it is me, Mr. Freeze, and that all of your accounts are <laughs> frozen. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that as a freeze metaphor. I mean literally because oh. your investments appear to have failed. Oh, God. I, I thought you were just joking. You came in here with a lot of ice puns and just... No. Up. Oh. You would think that me being Mr. Freeze as I am, would I would do that, but no. Simply your investments have failed. <laughs> have, have I lost all my life savings too? Yes, they are also frozen. <laughs> all of the assets? Yes. Except for the McGregor's Syndrome Foundation donations. Those are those are good. Oh my nonprofit. Good, good, good. That's that's, that's, that's great. great. Of course. McGregor Syndrome. And I need a I'm number between 100 and 120 <laughs> other than 54. Between 100 and 120 no, other than 54. No, I'm sorry. Between zero, between 1 and 120. Say 54 mm. so we can just do Mr. Freeze. <laughs> no, don't do 54. 29. Oh, fuck. You did not. I did. I went there. I searched the wrong folder. God damn it. <laughs> It's me, Mr. Freeze. I'm Mr. Freeze. <laughs> hey, man, ch- chill with that. Oh, Why didn't boy. that work? All right. Dave? <laughs> She's going to pick an episode that's not 29. That is correct. <laughs> I saw that shrug. Dave, you are now Garfield the cat. <laughs> hold, hold on. I'm looking up what... No, Shailen, I'm helping you out. I'm going to find what episode I appreciate that because it's not working. No, it's... Oh, it's Wienerville. Holy shit, Ben. Is it really? It is. Oh, man. That rules. Oh, yes. Dave, you're bony, bony. <laughs> Leave me alone. And you need to tell Ben that he has terminal cancer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben! Y- yes, uh, bony. What? <laughs> Dr. Bony? What's tall, lean, and about to die soon? The economy. No, it's you, because you have a terminal illness. I'm bony, I'm bony, I'm so bony. Mark Wiener sucks. I'm, I'm sad, but uh, bony, I have a follow-up question. Yeah! Uh, I feel about Donald Trump. <laughs> he just says what all the head puppets are thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. He's got my vote. Too bad I got McGregor syndrome. 
<laughs> oh no! It was cancer specifically. No, I, I, it was I self-diagnosed. It's my writer syndrome. I know a guy who's running a nonprofit to cure it. <laughs> Dave, pick a number between uh, one and one hundred twenty, <laughs> other than fifty-four and twenty-nine. Oh, oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, How do you choose? Uh, oh, uh, one. <sighs> it's GI Joe, the Games Master episode. Thank you. Yes, I'm Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Hello, I'm Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Greetings. Yeah. You can call me Victor. I really want to give you the fake character that our son created in G.I. Joe that isn't real. Who, G.I. Joe Commander? Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Oh, Joe Mander? He liked Cobra Commander, but he didn't like the idea that he was evil. So he would, he's never seen a, like a second of G.I. Joe. He decided that he would take Cobra Commander and make him good. And make him G.I. Joe Commander. And then when I questioned him about it, he became fiercely embarrassed. Anyway, Shayla, what are we doing for round uh, round three here? Round three. Yeah. You're going to be the games master himself. I'm the games master. And you need... I'm the games master. Uh, great news. Great news. I'm the games master. Dave's getting a promotion. Whoa. And you need to figure out why oh, and deliver it as shit. the games master. That's not what the games master sounded like. Chilla, we talked about that fucking show three and a half years ago. What do you want from me? What does he sound like? I think he was more like greedy and kind of... Icky. Was, I'm, the, I'm the games master. That's, he was kind of like I'm Skeletor, I'm, yeah. I'm the games master. I'm going to go with this. Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah, you called me into your office, Games Master? Yeah, I'm the Games Master. Yeah. Guess what? Says it on the, the door. You're getting promoted. Uh, really? You know why? What, yeah. No, what, why? What, that's exciting. Because you, you came to me with the idea about name tags on the submarine <laughs> sandwiches. I did, because nobody knows what kind of sandwiches they are. Yeah. There, there could have been a meatball. Right. Or a vegetarian. <laughs> Yes. Or an action figure oh lollipop like we have in my Games Master zone. I've not felt this scene ever in my life. Thank you, Games Master. No problem. You're now assistant Games Master. <gasps> yes. I have to go jump into a candy mountain now. Uh, uh, Goodbye. Do, do you, should I leave the oh, back? Should I leave the door open? Closed? <laughs> uh, open door policy. <laughs> For me, the Games Master. <laughs> I'm gonna go swim in a chocolate river. Okay, uh, take uh, that, Flint. Oh, uh, what about? Fuck? Is there a salary bump with this? Is there a raise? Uh, uh, there's a different kind of bump. Oh, oh! Take a hit. <laughs> I have this wow. mirror. Is that pixie dust? Yes. Oh wow! Yeah, sure. I'll take a hit. Now let's go to Studio Fifty Four. Right, let's do it. I've got a got a good got a good friend there. His name is Mark Weiner. He's a street performer. Oh. He performs with Robin Williams. Oh boy! Yeah, what a game. He loves this pixie dust stuff. Uh, what a corporation we run here. <laughs> I'm the games master. Real bucking all this. This. this ben, this I need a, a number between one and one hundred twenty. Uh, we weren't done chilling. Uh, you're done. <laughs> uh, Eighty. Five. <laughs> 87. Dave, mm. you are now Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum. Oh, okay, okay. And, and you better fucking nail it or Shalyn's going to call, call you out for not nailing the voice. <laughs> oh, hey, it's me, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Ash Ketchum. You're Ash Ketchum. You need to inform 
Ben of the death of a beloved friend. What if his name was Ash Rightum? It would have been a much different cartoon. Okay. So Ben has lost a friend? A close friend. A close friend. And you, Ash, have to tell him. Hey, Ash, catch him. Uh, <laughs> uh, the... Hey, I got great news for you. Did somebody kick you in the balls? Yeah. Catch him? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I think I'm a prepubescent boy. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can't remember what I, what I sound like. Did you eat a balloon? Yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, cool. But but that's not why I'm here. Oh, okay. I forgot to inform you. Oh, I shouldn't have had that balloon. I forgot to inform you that your friend Dave passed away. Just now, it was oh, a terrible God. car accident. Oh, God. I would be more upset, but the timbre of your voice is just so delightful. I'm sorry. It's really hard to deliver bad news. Okay. Hmm. But, he's, but the, the car exploded, and he's all over the place. <laughs> Good Lord. you got to collect him. you got to catch them all. Is there, is there gristle? <laughs> How much gristle? There's so, oh, yeah. There's, there's gristle, and there's Charizard, and there's Pika, mm. Pikachu. They're everywhere. Well, you know, it's a sad state of affairs, but he, when has he lived exploding in a miasma of gristle? It was me. I killed him. <laughs> oh, Ash Ketchum. Yeah, he, well, he faced me in the arena. <laughs> yeah, a, he sounds a, a little like match. Mike Tyson. <laughs> sounds like a, a lot like Mickey Mouse. like a Mike Tyson thing going on. It's okay. On shut up. I'm doing it. This well, is how the Jackson Games Master thing. sounded. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm the games master. We're going into I'm an a accurate representation. Hey, Ash, catch going into a bonus round. <laughs> who's, who's winning? <laughs> uh, Dave is currently in the lead. What? Uh, because yeah, eight hundred to two. Hilarious. Uh, what? All right. I told you it was completely subjective. The whole entire thing. But you didn't even give a reason. I don't even have like a. I a laughed more. Fuck you. And Fuck I think you. I was performing better. When you were going as well, so like, yeah, it's just, it's just you let Dave sound like an eight-year-old girl. But when I didn't nail the games master that we talked about no, in it, November of 2018, that was worth commenting. It's on. specifically because he made a good bony bony leave me alone joke. That's all. Hmm. Bring bring it. Just bring. I it. guess you can only work with what what you got. Yeah. All right. I hope I get uh, the sister's friend from my pet monster. Ooh, boy, can I do 25 <laughs> minutes in that voice? All right. Are you ready? Here's a, here's a free hint. I'm Lisa, the f- Amy, the friend. Oh, what a monster. Whoever says a number. 69. You had to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> ready? <laughs> yeah. What, what are we doing? So, Ben. Yeah. You're Heathcliff. I'm Heathcliff. Dave. You're Sonia, the cat. I'm having a bad day. That really likes Heathcliff. Mm-hmm. So I'm Heathcliff. You sure are. And I'm Sonya Blade. <laughs> From the Mortal Kombat cartoon? Or yeah. Cle- you're, you're Heathcliff's love interest, Dave. Oh, okay. I'm Heathcliff, and I love a Brooklyn slice. Uh, and Ben, yeah. you're asking Dave for a divorce. Oh. This is our bonus round. <laughs> I'm asking Dave or Dave's character? Dave's character. Okay. Hey, my love interest. Yeah. <laughs> it's Cleo. <laughs> yeah. Not Sonya Blade, Cleo the cat. Oh, I'm, I thought it was Sonya. Why did you say Sonya? 
Who's I can't remember which one is which. Oh, Shailen, you don't remember? No. Come on, what kind of game is this? Oh. It's one that's really funny where All Ben right, so as I'm a clear. cat is asking <laughs> Dave as a girl cat for divorce. So I'm not definitely not Sonny Blade. I'm Cleo the cat. All right, Ben, let's go. Let's start over from the top. Hey, Cleo. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to know the one thing I hate worse than Mondays? Is it is it is it the way I treat you? Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Well, it's because you deserve it. I deserve the best. I'm Heathcliff. All right. And scene. I, I would like to declare a tie uh, by a very thin margin. How can a tie be by a thin margin? <laughs> because no you margin. almost you almost took the lead, Ben, uh-huh. with because he deserves it. <laughs> Thank you for playing voice actor Mad Libs. Oh wait, wait, wait! I got um, I, just, I got one more one more part to this little skit that Ben and I have. That okay, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? I'm Heathcliff. You're gonna serve those divorce papers? You, yeah, us. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sonia Blade. Oh, how about a babality? Tune in next time that I have a game when we return to this or that, because clearly this was too much for us. What are you talking about? This was an incredible game. I love this game. I'm Mr. Freeze. It was very good. Mr. Freeze, baby. The Takayan Survivor. Anyway. Into cold ice. Into the mailbag here. Bacon. The mailbag. I have to read this one in a voice, apparently. All right. Hey, players. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I got to read the mailbag. You've been given the creative reins in the WWE. Each of you have been tasked with turning one of your WatchBots co-hosts into a wrestler. Pick a co-host and tell me what kind of wrestler they are, style, gimmick, outfit, etc. Inquiring minds want to know, God damn it! Kiss my ass, V. Kennedy McMahon. Oh, and there's a little PS in here. I deserve to win your shitty little contest? Well, no arguments there. You're wrong, V. Kennedy McMahon. From the Macman himself. Yeah, keep... Keep asking, and you'll you'll go from mm-hmm. from twelve to the shelf. Okay, you should be taken right off the list. Twelve to shelf. Twelve, 12 to shelf. Yeah. Snoop Dogg couldn't have come up with a better. Rhyme. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. Some it's true. some people have slant rhymes. I have slant words. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Shailen, I'm staring in your direction. Dave, I would like your forgiveness in advance of this game. This isn't a game. This is the. I would mailbag. like your forgiveness in advance of this mailbag. So Dave is the wrestler. Okay, and Dave, the, you're, Dave, you're the wrestler. The, I am the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever met Dave, then you've met me. <laughs> and if you ever went down to the Jersey Shore and had a stick of tobacco and put your fist through a pane of glass, and you've seen me. You know, I am the wrestler because I love the I love that game. Call it Call it Duty. <laughs> The gimmick is that Dave is much smaller than the rest of the wrestlers. (laughs) (laughs) And he's he's skinnier and has less muscles. Mm -hmm. Uh And he wears like a what a singlet and probably like the little ear protector helmet thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The Rick Steiner for those classic wrestling fans. A good talker, but everybody's confused every time Dave wins because somehow every other wrestler is bigger than him, even when it's a child he's wrestling. It doesn't make any sense, but here we are. What's my music? 
<laughs> just sobbing. Just a, just a, a small boy it's sobbing. The, it's, the, <laughs> it's the Raffi version oh. of Octopus's Garden. Yeah, yeah. It's the, <laughs> oh my God, can you hear it in the stadium? The tears of Dave are playing. Do I have a saddening move? Um, your finisher is is called uh, the Against All Odds. <laughs> that works. But that works. to your credit, Dave, you you do win. So at least yeah, you have yeah. that. What's his uh, wrestler name? He's just the Dave. Oh, okay. My finishing move is called the Small Package. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to deliver the, the the final blow there. You're the no, um, the yeah. the real final blow is that your entrance music is Kenny Chesney's "No Shirt, No Shoes, No Problems," and you have to mm-hmm. enter the ring wearing a cowboy hat. It's big and green and foam. My entrance music is is uh, my wife's divorce lawyer reading to me uh, <laughs> our divorce papers. <laughs> It's uh, Tupac's Hit Him Up as your entrance music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, who, who to pick? Uh, mm. Ben, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose you. You're you're my my wrestler here. Pikachu, I, I choose you. I'm a wrestler. Yeah, I choose you. I'm a Pikachu. You're just covered in hair. It's it's not like body hair, but it's, oh. you're in like a hair suit. Okay, I was gonna say amazingly amazingly <laughs> true right. to life, except for your face. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's clean shaven. You're bald. Okay. And you're you're called Benjamin, and you represent all all masculinity <laughs> and all man. <laughs> and uh, your your entrance theme song is a is a retread mm-hmm. of the um, Stephen Regal Manly Man mm-hmm. uh, Lumberjack song. Sure. Yeah. And your finishing move is called the uh, it's called Toxic Masculinity. Oh, hold and, on. It's too yeah. far. It's too far. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I represent all men. I'm a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just a, a big dreamboat for me. And um, and, and you're like, I'm your tag team partner. Mm-hmm. And our finishing move is like, you pick me up and you cradle me and lovingly. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and yeah. Yeah. And our, our tag team name is, is called the, the dream team. I like it. I'm here God for that. I'd watch that wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Well, I think by default here, I have to make Shalen into a wrestler. And the man is queen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you come to the ring, mm-hmm. right? And you're wearing an outfit. Okay. And to most people, they would say, she's dressed like an electric worker. But that's the <laughs> trick, right? Mm-hmm. Is you're not dressed like an electric worker. And that's how you win your matches is the power of confusion. Because then... What will happen is somebody will try to like, they'll try to feed you like a really cool move, something that looks really neat, right? Because it's a choreographed dance. And instead of taking that cool move and like doing flippy doos, you just chop them down. (laughs) (laughs) And you say, nope. Nope. And shockingly similar to my real life existence. Your name as a wrestler is The Killjoy. Cool Hand Luke. Okay. But the only reason people will know it is because you'll have a big name tag that says it. Yes. And your theme song is Rainbow's Lollipops. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. uh, Your theme song is like it starts off and Ben says something like, hello, world, and the music plays, and Mm -hmm. then it just dies. (laughs) Silence after. And once you hit the ring, a little spotlight on you, and you just go, hello. (laughs) It's 
Um, I'm down with the sickness, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of songs that you have. Uh, son, that's one. Anything by Evanescence. <laughs> I just want both of you to know that when I eventually make my dream of being a pro wrestler come true, uh, sure. I'm going to use this as inspiration, and I just want to have a silent entrance. I don't want people to cheer. I just want the, the lights to be dark. And I will walk in a sea of confusion to the mm-hmm. ring while mm-hmm. everyone stares and says, is this supposed to be happening? Why is this person what? This person. Uh, you really be blurring the lines of reality and description. Yeah. It's true. Mm. Your finishing move is called the yes and, and it's ironic. <laughs> the, the irony. <laughs> Alternatively, my finishing move is called the joke killer. Mm. <laughs> it, 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 that's the opposite of irony. Right. It's extraordinarily literal. Yeah. Yeah. That was my joke. I understand. Oh no, that's, and that's your catchphrase. <laughs> that was that was my joke. That was my joke. Yeah, you win the match and you stand up and you go. That was my joke. You drop the mic and you walk out. <laughs> Occasionally, I'll end the match and say, "I'm uncomfortable," and then I'll leave. The, your opponent will go to hit you with like a chair, uh-huh. but you'll pick up your phone to look at Facebook in the middle of the match. <laughs> point out that i did not have my phone for the majority of this recording i was following <laughs> along on, on the google listen we do we, we do little bits on this show it's i'm a, just saying it's a bit it's a sore spot you know what else is a sore spot i don't know <laughs> do you want to do you want a real answer <laughs> sonic that joke god my ass uh yeah sonic that joke <laughs> in my ass but uh listeners you can hit us up at email at watchbotspod.com for your mailbag questions or really anything. Yeah, give us some stock tips we're looking to invest. <laughs> I've heard that Dave Stockbroker had to deliver some bad news <laughs> recently, but I don't know. I don't know. That'll do it. Until next time when we talk about another Sonic cartoon, I think there's... We haven't even entered the world of Rouge the Bat yet. I think there's... What about Big the more? Cat? There's at least three more. Uh, at least one of them has Rouge the Bat and Big the Cat. So that's what I'm waiting for. Big the Cat. Shailen, now can you confirm or deny Rouge the Bat and Big the Cat in Sonic 2? They are not in Sonic mm. 2. And you know what? They don't need to be. That's not true. Rouge fans unite. The has- Shadow the Hedgehog. Hashtag Rouge reverse. Uh, spoiler alert, Dave. Wait. We have, to, we have to pause five seconds. Skip ahead if you don't want a spoiler on the movie, which Shailen pretty much just gave you. <laughs> what about the old grandpa from uh, Sonic <laughs> Underground? Is he, is he in the movie? Spoiler. No. <gasps> Shannon, what about Sally Acorn? Sally Acorn? No. Yeah. She's going to get her own movie. There's a little spinoff. Where can people find us on social media, Ben? Oh, you know, the usual spots Twitter, Instagram, at Watchbots Pod. At Watchbots Pod. Watchbots Plot occasionally, but mostly Watchbots Pod. For Dave. For Shailen, this is Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another episode of Watchbots. And to take us out of here, Shailen, you, you seem like you're in the mood to to think about past episodes. And so uh, I'd like to hear your version of the Sonic Underground theme. All I remember now. is Sonic Underground. Mm-hmm. No, sing it like Mr. Freeze would. <laughs> Which Mr. Freeze, Dave? Doesn't matter. Open to interpretation. The one that I did specifically. Fast. Yeah. Faster. Quick. Speedy. <laughs> <laughs>
accelerated now, increased now do it as john arbuckle it would just be the theme song now do it as john arbuckle Sonic as, as bony <laughs> he's sonic he's sonic he's really that's, fast that symbols yonic <laughs> i want to know one more to take us out you ready now do it as the grandfather that reads Kevin Arnold, the book, <laughs> and The Princess Bride. Read it as Columbo? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. There's just one thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just one more question, Sonic. One more question.